addressing the potential of the manufacturing sector in Africa and the IMF downgrades GDP outlook for 2023. This and more in this episode. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I'm Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. The African Export Import Bank, AFIXM Bank, is shining a light on manufacturing in Africa. Its chief economist, Dr. Hypolite Fofak, argues that for the continent to move away from colonial money, African countries must boost intra-African trade. There is a huge economic potential for the manufacturing sector on the continent. Why is Africa yet to harness this potential? Despite the tremendous potential for economic transformations, the contributions of manufacturing and tourism to growth remain marginal within the African continent. And despite the fact that we have a very beautiful landscape and we are the only part of the world where safari remains a possibility, I think it's something that we don't really fully exploited. And according to most recent estimate, I think manufacturing outputs account for just about 12% of GDP in Africa against more than 20% in Asia, which, as you know, has become the world hub in terms of industry. Of course, there are significant differences across countries. I think if you look at Swaziland, for instance, it's almost at 27% of GDP against Uganda, which is essentially around 16%, not very bad, essentially above the continental average for that matter. And the story is somehow similar in the manufacturing sector, in the tourism industry, which has been one of the major sources of foreign exchange earning, especially in the least natural resource dependent economies. But despite its natural beauty, as I said, and the impact of hospitality industry within the continent remain quite marginal. I think, if you look at the global figure, more than 1.7 trillion, I think Africa capture just about 2%, which is really not enough for such a large continent, which has a comparative advantage in natural scenery, as well as the phone and so forth. But the Lilliputian age scale of African manufacturing and hospitality industry has tremendous cost beside the fact that integrating the global economy, which is largely manufacturing, it's an issue. There are costs way beyond. And this is, if you just look at the global value chains alone, which before the pandemic were already at more than 50% of global trade. And if you add the non-global value change, you can see that essentially you perform in the global environment only if you are in the manufacturing space. And going the commodity route will not take you very far. The global contribution of commodity is less than 15% of global trade. I think that's the way forward, essentially. Why should there be investments made in the sector going forward? But over the years, I think manufacturing has been a reliable vector of welfare improvement, essentially the path out of poverty has been through manufacturing. It's not just an issue of foreign exchange reserve, it also has implications for welfare, in fact significant implications for welfare. And within the African continent, where unemployment rate has been at Great Depression level, over 30%, if you look at South African numbers, it tells us that 
This may well be the reason, the rationale, for us to really invest in this sector beside the foreign exchange earnings. And I think the choice, as the governor said earlier, of the riding team is actually very timely, but also extremely relevant from the standpoint of development impact. Africa, which depends heavily on manufacturing import, was particularly vulnerable, found itself in a very vulnerable spot after the COVID-19 outbreak. We could not import, even those who could afford, could not import COVID-19 equipment, ventilators, vaccine nationalism. But we find ourselves very vulnerable, calling for us to really boost our manufacturing capability to reduce our vulnerability to global volatility, also vaccine nationalism, also nationalism in general, what the governor called protectionism in his opening remark. Quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The IMF sees the world economy expanding 3.2% this year in line with its July forecast, but expects it to grow at a slower 2.7% in 2023, down from 2.9% earlier predicted. Though this is according to the World Economic Outlook for October. The IMF cited high inflation, tightening financial conditions, Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the lingering COVID-19 pandemic as main challenges while warning that the worst is yet to come. And for many people, 2023 will feel like a recession. Also, the US, China and the euro area are expected to continue to stall on the price front. Global inflation is forecast to rise to 8.8% in 2022, but to decline to 6.5% in 2023 and to 4.1% by 2024. The annual inflation rate in Mozambique was 12.01% in September of 2022, little change from the five-year high of 12.1% in the previous month. Prices of transport and food and non-alcoholic beverages continue to be the main sources of inflationary pressure. On a monthly basis, consumer prices were up 0.4% after increasing 0.49% in the prior month. In Rwanda, the annual inflation rate climbed to 23.9% in September of 2022 from 20.4% in the previous month. It's the highest inflation rate since February of 1998, with prices of food and alcoholic beverages soaring by 41.2%, the most since the series began in 2010, mainly attributed to bread and cereals, vegetables, milk, cheese and eggs. Additional pressure also came from housing and utilities, transport, furnishings and household equipment, restaurants and hotels, recreation and culture. On a monthly basis, consumer prices rose by 3.1%, the most in five years, easing from a 1.1% gain in the previous month. And a quick look at the markets. The South African Johannesburg Stock Exchange All Share Index fell by 0.3% to close at an over one week low of 64,588 on Tuesday, extending losses for the third straight session. Weakness in tech stocks, resource linked companies, and industries outweighed slight gains in financials. Market sentiment has been hampered by mounting concerns about the global economic outlook and heightened geopolitical tensions, especially due to the war in Ukraine. Domestically, traders continue to monitor industrial action at South Africa's ports and freight rail operator Transnet, which entered a sixth day, as well as the situation at South Africa's power grid. On the data front, manufacturing production rose 
For the second straight month in August, albeit at a slower pace, but better than market estimates of a decline. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at with Adon.